Welcome to the journey with Mpo Podcast, a sacred space for healing, love, and rediscovering your life purpose. Introducing your host, Mpo. Welcome to the Journey with Mpo podcast. I sincerely appreciate your time, ears, and energy. You are what makes the show truly special. When I prepare for a show, it is you I have in mind. It is you that I desire to connect with. In today's episode, we discuss my collection of energy, poetry, and crystals. I am an unconventional collector. While people collect baseball cards, currency, stamps, and any other conventional collectible item, I collect energy. I reflect on a thousand things, like how it felt to meet someone for the first time, how I felt, how their energy felt, how their energy made me feel, how my energy made them feel. I attach, and I allow my heart to fully open. But because I remember everything is seasonal, Like things, people come and go. The only thing that is ever certain is this present moment. And that's what I stay conscious of. Or at least try to. But when the time for people to leave comes, like most humans, I break. Like a thousand pieces of glass, I shatter. My insides fold like I'm still in the womb. And death is not the only way people leave. Hawaii is a transitional place for many people. Majority of the population here is made up of the military, so every three years or so, people move away. For me, building friendships or relationships is about giving away a piece of my heart to those people. It is a piece that I never expect to get back, but gladly give out. How else can we experience life if we close our energies? Every experience, whether be it with situations or people, is a transfer of energy. We are vessels and transmitters of energy. Hence, I have prioritized learning how to be continuously self-aware of not just my energy, but the energy of others and situations. I am learning to set boundaries and to be selective about who I let close to my heart. These observations have changed how I experience purpose and relationships in this life. There is nothing wrong with an open heart. It is your circle of people that you should continuously evaluate for help and growth. Sometimes I experience difficulty with being a normal human. I don't know how to human properly especially in this day and age where people have their hearts so far tucked away that connections feel cold, faked, and dead. Life is a trial and error experiment. Sometimes you think you understand someone's energy and aura, only to find that this was not the case. Minute by minute, there are factors and characteristics that affect our ability to sense energy. Hence, 
Regular meditation, exercise, and a conscious diet help fine-tune the senses. Unhealthy relationship experiences often lead one to think that they have a problem and need to work on themselves. And sometimes, this may be the case. However, I recently learned that sometimes people's energies interact poorly. So maybe it's not a matter of placing blame on one another. There are no good or bad people, just unfavorable friction in the energy exchange. It is important to respect that knowledge. This knowledge facilitates the understanding of how a person you may dislike or not get along with could get along with one of your friends. I have come a long way with accepting this revelation. Sometimes I don't even wait for the energy exchange. I off the bat declare that I am incapable and unworthy to exchange energy. When undealt with, past hurt and vulnerability have the potential to paralyze how you experience energy exchanges. A poem I wrote about love and fear explains this beautifully. Pestanthrophobia. The fear of trusting people due to prior negative experiences with romantic partners. This is why I leave. Lovers, before the sun rises, I run. Before the dawn can break its way into my heart. I am familiar with the first signs of heartbreak. I know how it feels to choke on smells of ex-lovers that have long left. I cannot commit. I cannot trust. It's too burdensome to put it all in one human, to let my guard down and retell stories of heartbreak as if they were wars I have overcome. There's hope though. The brain shields us. Disassociation is a medical term that describes our mind's ability to separate itself from memories of trauma. But alas, I suffocate. During breathing exercises, inhales smell like a struggle for hope and exhales. The exhales strangle me like love, unfulfilled, undiscovered, unworthy. So I learn to keep options open tell half stories and wait to see if lovers stay for the endings the poems are better when lovers have left when i have ran far from love i write my best poems about love when i have escaped my imagined heartbreak i feel untouchable unlovable unscathed can't be loved, won't let myself be loved long enough to want to stay. Philophobia, the fear of love. And so we're called the runners, the people who fear that their attachments will somehow result in them being abandoned. Part of my light work journey is about healing this aspect of self, to stop running and feel. I am definitely here for the feels. Life placed me here to connect to the depths of not just my soul, but the souls of others. So it is an injustice 
to live an energetically closed off life. That poem was initially written in resentment of what I thought was my nature. It was not until recently that I discovered I wrote the poem to identify yet another part of me that needs healing and reawakening. Poetry is my greatest outlet. With pen and paper, I can see my insides. And so you ask me, what does it feel like to live a life where you're constantly feeling people's energies and vibes? I wish love wasn't elusive. It is an injustice to harbor the belief that my heart is unbreakable. It is treachery to believe my goodbyes don't bulge my breath. Halfway up my throat, I choke, stutter, mid-sentence trying to tell you you're the first bits of love I have felt in a long time. I am scared of the dark nights. Sleep seduces me to come to bed, but my heart has a hard time supplying oxygen to the memories that fight for us. And here you are talking about intuition, still hiding behind the polyesimous sentences. We were always one dream apart, one hope, one destiny, one kiss apart. I just wish you had come with me, chased your intuition beside me. For once, I was hopeful Disney could finally grant real happily ever afters. We were two light workers, spiritually connected. Weren't you present when our bodies climaxed from the marriage of our minds? When you said you loved me, I took it as a vow to run with me or stay with me. But like every light I have ever had, you left amidst the crumbling of my heart, the searching and aching of my soul. You left. And I just wish you had waited a little in the storm with me. I wish love wasn't so damn elusive. And so sometimes you get on this small roller coaster and it ends up being a really big roller coaster. You know, you write one small poem where you think you're releasing just a set of emotions and poems keep tumbling out and you're in a dark space writing dark poems. So I wasn't hoping that the podcast, this particular episode would be about that, but it turns out this is where spirit's going. So this is where we're going. Here's another poem I wrote during my massive anxiety and fear and depression attacks. The younger poet in me once wrote, My hardest battles aren't fought with my hands. My hardest battles are a continuous bickering between my heart and mind. 
The present poet in me is convinced there's no devil below the ground with a three-edged fork waiting to punish me. The hellfire is right here in the middle of the breaths, held for too long, thoughts wrapped up in surviving, anxiety attack after anxiety attack. Breathe. The punishment isn't an endless sentence to hell, especially when the black hole is a feeling you're continuously trying to escape. Breathe. Most mornings, my body is waiting to meet my soul, but by nighttime, the cat and the mouse chase has my exhausted soul consumed with trying to escape my body. Breathe. I told my mother, I wish I could reach the ache in me so I can drench it in salt water, leave it in the core of the universe to dry but not die. The ache makes for beautiful poetry. The ache keeps me compassionate and fragile. Living with ache is a taste of what it feels like to be alive. I have a need to feel life in dark spaces where I see no signs of life, cruel dark spaces where I cannot breathe. I have a need to feel life, so I write. I write for myself. I have a need to see my voice on paper, to hear my words lead me to my healing. I write to touch the core of my ache. I write. However, sometimes I write so microphones can transform me into something an audience can recognize the humanness in my pain. Maybe... Poetry makes me a transparent human. For those of you who have been with us since episode one, you will remember that I had promised to share my crystal knowledge. This episode is a follow-up on the anxiety and depression episode. I would like to encourage you to practice self-love. My self-love journey is continuous and the little that I do has made a phenomenal difference in my outlook on life. I have been blessed with people who support my journey, understand me on a spiritual level and assist me in pursuing what I believe is my life's purpose. A perfect example of this is how I began studying and using crystals. My mother-in-law had visited Sedona, Arizona, and as a gift, brought back five crystals. From there, I purchased a book titled The Crystal Bible by Judy Hall. This is where I learned all the crystal basics. Crystals are incredibly powerful, and perhaps it has to do with their formation. Through aggregation of specific minerals and under ideal conditions of heat and pressure, crystals form in the earth. Some are formed violently and quickly, while others take thousands of years to form. This is why I seldom leave the house without a crystal, or two. On my left hand, I wear the Chinese Jade Bracelet. I have been wearing it for a year and a half, and I never take it off. 
It is meant to be worn until it breaks, and even then, it can be relinked with a gold clasp. The bracelet is believed to amplify the embodiment of characteristics such as courage, justice, modesty, compassion, and wisdom. Jade is a stone that protects and supports loving heart energy. During my months of anxiety attacks, I was drawn to carnelian, a stone that encourages motivation, courage, and self-confidence, promotes peace, harmony, and dispels depression, protects against envy, fear, and anger, helps overcome shyness by encouraging one to be more social. I have been wearing carnelian bracelets on my right arm for two months now. At the beginning of last month, I thought I'd change them out with wearing a labradorite bracelet. My energy wasn't ready, so I found myself back with the carnelian bracelets. Finding the right crystals to work with sometimes takes time, trial, and error. Sometimes it is an instant match made in heaven. However, I would advise patiently exercising your energies and seeing how your body responds to different crystals. In the meantime, go crystal shopping. I will continue to, in various episodes, share my knowledge on crystals. This episode was dedicated to my spiritual tribe, incense burners, sound alchemists, chanters, empaths, light workers, anxiety and depression survivors. I want you to know you are not crazy. You just feel everything intensely. There is many of us. And I want you to know there is a place on this planet, in this realm, for you to live with your heart wide open. A place where you can experience beautiful, transformational, building energies. May you attract people worthy of you and your energy. May you be the energy you wish to experience in your life. And may you and your tribe build the world you want to live in. Thank you so much for tuning in and affording me this platform to allow me to share my energy, my poetry, my friends, and an aspect of my spiritual self. I am truly grateful for all the it has given me. I get really good feedback and I am humbled, truly, truly humbled in the way you guys respond to this podcast and for giving my feelings, poetry, my family and friends home. Let's keep doing this. Check out all the poetry that's been shared today at journeywithumpo.com. That's it for this episode. In the next episode, we interview Bodhi, a spoken word artist currently visiting Hawaii but lives in Colorado. Bodhi is a seminary student studying counseling and uses his writing to explore the personal, political, and religious flavors of life. Aloha.